This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to episode 199 of the Fight Disciples podcast. This one dedicated to the world of boxing. If this is the first time that you've ever come across us, uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Fight Disciples. And if you're an Android user, you can get us on our website, fightdisciples.com. We're on all social medias as well, at Fight Disciples, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and I would like to thank anybody that is on our Instagram um, we've had a, a record amount of likes and views on one particular thing that we posted over the weekend. Nick, I'm going to give you a start of a 10. What do you reckon that was? I hope to goodness gracious it was something relating to the greatest boxer the sport has seen. But it's more than likely some kind of revelation from Eddie Hearn relating to a billion dollars. Nope. You are 100% correct. It is the Lomachenko finish. Yes. Because straight after Lomachenko did the business against uh, Jorge Linares, you know what I mean? I got on there, ripped a bit, stuck it on Instagram. 40,000 likes on it. Tremendo. Tell you. That nearly gave me as big as a hard on as the actual fight did, mate. You know what I mean? Um, Shall we start there? There's nothing else. Yes, please. There's nowhere else to start. Well, I know you mentioned billion dollar contracts in uh, America, and I know you mentioned various other things, but the biggest story over the last seven days in the world of boxing, is the man that we've been telling you about for such a long period of time. I'm going to shut up now because we're going back to 2008 in the Greenback Sports Centre uh, here in Liverpool when you uh, got to witness an amateur do his thing, yeah? Greatness. I said back then, 2010 years ago, I said then I've just seen greatness. I've just witnessed somebody that's going to change the game. Um, obviously, at that time, I was like the greatest amateur I've ever seen. I didn't even, even I didn't have the foresight to go when this guy turns pro, he's going to be a game changer. But now he is. What's this now? Twelve fights in, mm. three weight world champion, mm. destroyed Oscar De La Hoya's previous record of twenty-two or twenty-three fights, 22, whatever yeah. it was. Ten fights he's done it in. And you know what? Did it in style against another pound for pound. Yet another. Rogondo was a pound for pounder. Done. Linares pound for pounder. Done. Like when is the conversation going to end? Like we talk about this on our UFC show all the time. UFC is 25 years old, MMA pretty much two decades old. So it's easy to go, oh, is this the guy the greatest of all time? Is this guy? Because it's kind of one generation. Boxing goes back, what, 120, 30, 40, 150 years most? At what point do we go, this guy is the best ever? This guy is the greatest natural athlete we've ever seen? Okay. But people don't do that. People don't look at what is happening right now and then class it as the greatest ever, do they? They don't do that. What they no. do, they look, back with, rose, yeah, they yeah, look yeah. back with rose-tinted glasses, they go to hindsight and they go, oh, remember him in such and such a period. I mean, every time I speak to some of the older journalists now, they always say, nah, you, you lot on your fight disciples harping on about how good boxing is at this moment in time. Jog on, you lot. Boxing were much better when Muhammad Ali were around and all this type of stuff. Yeah, all right. But I can only comment on the type of shit that I'm living through right now. Yeah. And what I'm living through right now is that British boxing has never been better in my lifetime. And all the weight categories seem to be the most competitive that I've ever seen in my particular yep. lifetime. So obviously I'm going to go absolutely crazy for it. And when you, I mean, we do it sometimes. We look back at fight like Naz, for example. I look back at Naz and go, fucking hell, that was amazing, wasn't it? Yep. Absolutely amazing, Naz. But there's something very, very special about the Lomachenko thing where, and I think we kind of nailed this. We were doing a radio show at the weekend and we kind of touched upon this where a lot of people will refer to Floyd Mayweather as the as the greatest of this particular generation of what of what he's done, all right, and everybody will go to the Floyd Mayweather model and go look at all the guys that he fought, and he did he fought some top top guys on there, of course, of course. he has done some legit dudes, but what Floyd Mayweather 
did. He kind of accidentally fell into the the greatness conversation in the boxing world because he was chasing money. He was chasing big money fights, the biggest of the big, big you know what I mean? He yeah. took over the Oscar De La Hoya pay-per-view uh, mantle as the main man, and then he ran with that. Yeah. And then top fighters came along in his path, and he ended up dismantling a lot of them. Whereas what Lomachenko's doing, he doesn't seem to be chasing money. No. He seems to be chasing just pure greatness. greatness. Who's the fucking best? Yeah, yeah. Put him in front of me, and I'll kill him. Who's the guy no one wants a box? Rogando, let's do it. Who's the best lightweight on the planet? Linares, above let's me? do it. He's above me in weight category. Let's, move up let's have it. a go at it. Whereas Floyd, yes, he fought Manny Pacquiao and he took Maggie, Manny Pacquiao. That was another bit to his legacy. Oh, he beat Manny Pacquiao though in that. But he beat Manny Pacquiao five years after he should have fought him. Yeah, yeah. It was all, it was all on Floyd's terms. Mm. It was all financially driven. And at the back of his mind, he's like, if I get to 50, you know, I've got this amazing legacy. I'm the only one to do it since Mar- Marciano, blah, blah, mm. blah. It was all very much business-like. But with Loma, he's like, who's the fucking best available right now in the weight division above me? Right, get him. Who's the best available right now in this way? Okay, get him. And like people, people, people come back to me at the weekend and go, sensational, wasn't it? It was amazing. But, you know, that's it now. He can't go any further because he's just been dropped by a lightweight. I don't give a fuck that he got dropped. I like the fact he got dropped because Linares was on his A game. Mm. And he got caught. He got caught square on. He got caught with a great right hand right down the pipe. But he got up. He got up and won the next round. Yeah. He got up and completely dominated people, the fight. People are making it sound like, on, on social media at the weekend, people were making it sound like, because he did get dropped, oh, he's human now, he's beatable. Well, hang on a minute. First of all, he didn't get beat. Yeah. He got up off the deck and won the fight. Against another this is what, pound the, the, that's superstar what I was say. He's not fighting a mug. He's exactly. Not like, with all due respect to Amir Khan, this ain't Brady's press card. We're exactly. talking about the, the lineal champion. He had the ring magazine belt, this fella. Yeah. He is, what many would say, the best lightweight on the in the world at this moment in time of course and Lomachenko bear in mind Mikey Garcia has gone up so yeah, he's Lo- the best lightweight and Lomachenko stepped up to the weight category that he's never fought at before and beat the beat the man It was of just... course he might of course there's a chance that he's going to get dropped by these I guys know. of course there's a chance exactly but he still got up off the deck and then put manners on him absolutely you described it at the weekend as boxing porn and I was like blowing that up myself I was like this is boxing porn but you know when, when I watched it on Sunday night the third time I'd seen it, by the way. I watched it back to I got back it. on I got Saturday. It. I got it. To just tell, right, bear in mind, we do boxing and we do UFC mm-hmm. here at Fight Disciples, right? This is what we do. Now, at the weekend, there was obviously Lomachenko, very kindly, on early, which was beautiful. Class. And then it. the UFC 224, again, which was a class event. Go and yep. check out our other podcast because we're going crazy about that as well at this moment in time. But they, they were back to back. So the majority of people that are into what we're doing right now, that are just into fight sports, would have probably gone Lomachenko, not one out, into a sock. And then, you know what I mean? Straight on to Don't want to get caught off the wife, do I? You know what I mean? Because it's a little bit weird. <laughs> Your wife does know, you know, when she puts your crunchy socks in the washing yeah. machine, she knows. I wash them myself. <laughs> Hand wash after. Why are you doing your own socks? Oh, they, oh. <laughs> I've been out running. You don't, I, I don't want to put you through this one, sweetheart. <laughs> but then the majority would have gone to UFC 224. Yeah. Yeah? I didn't. Not Nick Pete. No, I couldn't. Do you know what? I was so... Rewind! Bear in mind the fact that Lomachenko has been my favourite boxer since the day I seen him first 10 years ago. The fact that he's fighting Linares, the fact that it was like Mrs. Boxing Porn. It literally was like porn for me. And then I got the the perfect finish because (sighs) I am (sighs) all about the body shot. I'm all about stealing someone's soul because that's what you do when you land a body shot and you beat someone you steal their soul you're not knocking them out you're not taking the senses away a body shot rips the soul out of somebody and 
the fact that Norris got up at nine, but the referee way it, it just it was absolutely beautiful. And then he got up, but he was crunch crippled over. Man. I had to he watch it. Shift. He got he got up at nine, but he couldn't he couldn't breathe. He couldn't fill his lungs. And you know what? We'll come on to the shot in a second because before we even started recording, we were talking about the shot and the fact you couldn't even see the shot. Mm. But I, I just had to watch it again. I, I didn't even wait for the interview inside the ring afterwards. There wasn't any. Oh, did I? I didn't even no, wait no, no, for it. I just they, went right. Yeah, I need to feed. go back to round number one. I need to watch that again because all the way through, I was like, "This is nip and tuck. This is close." I had Loma a couple of rounds up, even though there was a knockdown before the finish. You know, I thought Linares would have had to have a massive eleven and twelve to win the fight, but it was amazing. Linares brought us a game, mm. but Lomachenko's a game is just better, and it, I just think it's better. I'm 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 convinced now this is the best boxer we've ever seen in the sport. His movement, his footwork, his hand speed, his shot selection. The, it was you're right in what you're saying regarding it being nip and tuck early, but I thought Loma put his foot down and he he started to school him up until that knockdown. Yeah. But that leveled it out for me. Yeah, yeah. the knockdown was a surprise. It was like against the run of play because he was getting manners put on him. Yeah. And then like you say, 10-8 round to Linares. Right, we're fucking getting back, back in, on. Of course. But Lomachenko then, it was like it never happened. Mm-hmm. He came out for the next round and it was like, yeah, all right, Sam, let's just crack on. Shit happens. Bang, 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 bang. Footwork. That, that sidestep pivot thing that he does, <sighs> he's just unreal. How's it? What is that? I don't even know what that is. I've but never it, seen but that it opens before. up the whole body as well. It opens up the, your opponent's entire body for a counter, you know, for, to, for an attack. It's unbelievable. It's absolutely sensational what he does. And he, he throws shots and... And walks past the guy. So the guy's like, he's there now. And you, you think, fuck. By the time you turn, now you're wide open again. Bang. You're taking shots that you didn't even see coming. And the body shot itself, I'm going to let you wax lyrical about the body shot because you've got to watch it on super slow-mo just to even see it coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not a... It's a... It's a tap. And it was just game over. But what I wanted to get to is boxing porn, that, that term, boxing porn. Because at the weekend, I was like, oh, it's boxing porn. Oh, my God, it's boxing porn. And then I was thinking about it on Sunday when I was watching it. I was like, calling it boxing porn's not fair. Porn to me is just some big Dutch guy with a hairy chest and a fat dong spraying his, you know, baby batter all over some some poor woman's, you know, overgrown tits. That's it's kind of like it's a sticky mess. <laughs> Did you just call it baby batter? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's love juice, man. But it, it that's it's a sticky mess, isn't it? Fucking baby gravy. Get it's that out over, man. It's a sticky mess. And that's not what this was. For me, this was a fucking pugilistic poetry, man. It was a Shakespeare sonnet. It was perfect. <laughs> it was as perfect as a Shakespeare sonnet. That's the only way I'm going to describe this fight now. It wasn't boxing porn. It wasn't aggressive. Pugilistic poetry, it, it was. aggressive Amsterdam schmutt. It was exactly. none of that, man. This was like... This is the one that you're going to marry. Mate, unless you, someone's you watching know, different types of porn than I've seen. We all due respect, right? When you get with your wife, you don't fuck her first, do you? You make, <laughs> you make love you make to love her. You to make love to her. I love! <laughs> That's what you do, man. You go out. When you've been out with the lads and you've had a few bevies, you know what I mean, and you end up getting a one-nighter, yeah. that's just a great, that's just dirt. That's it just filth. Yeah. Anything goes. You yeah. know what I mean? You don't Absolutely. give a shit, do you? You ain't seeing Absolutely. that cow again. You don't, you're don't. you not exactly. interested. But then when you find the one... And you've you've grafted. You've proper put a shift yeah, in, haven't you? You know what absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. She's thinking, all right, I'm going to give in now. Here we go. You've been out for a few dates and you're on. Yeah. You're bringing the fucking lot there. You've, probably, game. you've not won out early doors. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> clean the pipes. You've cleaned the fucking pipes. <laughs> Everything's out of your system. You've got the mints going. You are thinking, she yeah. is, you put the Mate, fucking... The only thing you're thinking is, 
what's Liverpool starting eleven Saturday that's to make it. sure that's you've got it. the duration in that's you. You know, you don't it. want to come too soon. That's Literally, it. you put the fucking sex panther on behind your ears and you're in, aren't you? Yeah. You're taking your time. You're doing the lot, mate. Exactly. You're putting the graft on. Yeah, bit of Barry White on. Oh, full mate, that's it. Luther, Luther's mm-hmm. in full fucking flow. Let me tell you. Absolutely. And then you. And with, that's what that fight was like. It. Then you hit it with the good stuff. That's it. Exactly. That's what that fight was like. Absolutely. Mm. Perfect. I'm just thinking about that now. Please to, don't. No, no, no. To be fair, <laughs> to be fair to the shot, as I said to you when we started recording this, or just before we started recording it, the shot itself. You don't see it. Oh, it was just like during <sighs> during the fight. Yeah. When he went down, I went, "What the fuck is he eating with there?" Yeah. And then because he had some with the uppercut at the start of that yeah, like finish, yeah. he had some with the uppercut. Fucking hell, them uppercuts. And then he's like, the headshots are coming in, and and next thing he went down, yeah. and I'm like, but the way he went down, I thought. That looks like a body shot. The yeah. way he went down, because he was probably just went straight down. Yeah, because he was bent over. Mm-hmm. But I didn't see it. No. And then the replay, I didn't see it. And I was posting something on social media, and even even at normal speed, it's so hard to see that shot. And it's only from the reverse angle, from the back end of the ring, when you see it go under the elbow. And it's it's literally he has a, 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 the smallest of of areas to hit that shot. The yeah. smallest of areas to hit it. And we talk a lot about robotics in boxing and fight sports in general, we had a great conversation with Danny Roberts from the USC about this. Yeah. About working various uh, techniques and manoeuvres in order to create openings, and you don't actually necessarily see them, you just know that they're going to be there. Yeah. And it was like Lomachenko knew it was going to be there. Yeah. He, like As you just said, he threw shots to the head. Uppercut. Uppercut. Got him hit. Well, bop, bop, well bop. the arms went up in order yeah. to just a slight just expose raise, that floating just rib. Just a slight raise, floating rib was available, and it was like, in it, I know yeah. it's going to be there, bang. It's not like he saw it and then did it. It's this though, isn't it? It's like head, 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 bop. Yeah. You know, there's no like bend at the hips, there's no swivel, there's no big like, go on, get that stitched. It was just a beep. But that shot under there, it's just like he pressed the off switch, yeah. just like a bump. You know, like if you're playing computer and you're getting beat and you're playing PlayStation, you're making you just go fuck off, <laughs> press the off button. You know what Going I mean? The yeah, exactly. It was just like boop, good night. Yeah. And Loma, and Linares went down. And listen, I'd seen a lot of people going, "No, Maschenko, no Maschenko. He's quit. He's quit." He didn't fucking quit. He got up at nine. He tried to beat the count. He couldn't breathe. But he couldn't breathe. He's looking at the referee like <clears throat> waiting for that. <gasps> and it didn't come. It didn't come before the nine. That's why the referee stopped the fight. Mm. Listen, Linares, uh, the other good thing is, I mentioned last week on last week's show, I was like, my big fear for me is Linares, susceptible to cuts, could ruin the fight, could see him get pulled out. He did get cut, but the, the, I thought the corner team done brilliant. That cut didn't get didn't get any worse. It was just kind of like yeah. a nick. They looked after it. Because Lomachenko was going for it, man. At one point, he was just like zoomed in on that cut. It was perfect. Mm. I say it was fucking poetry for me. Pugilistic you know poetry. I mean, Lomachenko's been pissed funny in the in the post match where he's saying uh, post fight interview should I say where he's saying uh, now that people have seen me get dropped, I might be able to get fights now. People might come out the woodwork and uh, want a little bit of a knock. I know that Bob Arams is adamant that he, he's going to put him in with Pacquiao. Now, okay, I get the passing of the torch for top rank. I get that, and yeah. maybe let's just do it. Let's just do it. Let's get it out of the way. I think it might need to be done, to be honest. Mm. But you look around. Beltran, he'd, he'd smash them all. Yeah. He'd absolutely smash everybody at that weight category. He, he has to go up to 140 and have a bit I think of a everyone's knock. saying, I say, I was having a good chat with a, a few lads who loved the fight game the other day, and they were all saying he's got to move up. He's got to go up to, uh, you know, can he? Sorry, they were saying he can't move up. If he goes any higher, he will get stopped. He will do this up at super lightweight. It's just going to be too hard for him, everything else. But And I'm like, you know what? 
I, I agree. Mikey Garcia, again, world class. Got a bit more of a dig on him than Linares. Yeah. That's a fucking risky move. But I'm telling you now, if he moves up to fight, um, what's his name in Manchester? Teddy Flanagan. Teddy Flanagan for the mm. WBO super lightweight belt. Are you fucking telling me Teddy Flanagan's the favourite in that fight? Mm. I'm telling you now, he is not. Mm. Lomachenko makes mincemeat of him. I'll tell you what I want. I want to see him and Javonta Davis. Javonta Davis would be sensational. I, the best shout for me would be Terence Crawford. Unfortunately, Terence has gone up again. Man. But now we're talking super duper duper duper. Like, literally, everyone in boxing should just go, well, fuck me. If he moves up and beats Terence Crawford, that's it. Fuck it. That's the end of it. Fuck it. That's the end of it. Stick that's the end of the fucking nah, conversation. Fuck it. Stick him in with Edge. In fact, you know Stick what? Stick him in with Edge. Yeah, just it, man. I think, I think if he moves up to the next division, beats a Teddy Flanagan, becomes a world champion in a fourth weight class, and then literally just goes, you know what? One last move then. I'm going to Welter. I want Terence Crawford, who we know is pound for pound, one of the best on the planet. Mm. Sensational. Him against Terence Crawford for me becomes the biggest fight boxing's ever seen because of the fact that it will be the undisputable legacy fight for Lomachenko. If he if he moves up, I, I believe he moves up to super lightweight and becomes a world champion. I believe the tip the tipping point he ain't going to well. It's well to well against Terence big. Crawford. It's too big, man. I mean, look at him. There's nothing on the fucking. No, he isn't. Unless he's getting some of that Canelo meat, he ain't yeah. going up to one point seven. You know, kid. I, I just think. It would not... This kid is so good. He's so talented. Do you reckon he'll go up and, and just give away pounds? He'll go, fuck it, I'll weigh in at whatever. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I'll, I'll just fight. To be honest, I think he goes up to super lightweight. And he probably, weighs in at 142 he, or something. He won't even make... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he won't even he won't even push the right to the edge. He'll go to super lightweight now, sort of fight All right. uh, Teddy Flanagan at 140. He'll probably play 138, 137. Well, did you see the weights when he and came in? And then he'll in? probably fight Crawford, and he still won't be 140. Well, the, the weight of the weekend was 135, right? Mm-hmm. And he weighed in under, obviously. And he only put three pounds on. Yeah. 138. And compared to Linares walking in at 150. I don't think he goes any higher than 140 his entire career. But that doesn't stop him fighting as a welterweight. That doesn't stop him going, yeah, I'll take the fight. And then, literally, then I think we just go, fuck it, that's boxing finished. We're finished now. (laughs) Put the ring away. That's it, we're finished, lads. Take it away. (laughs) Take the ring away. Take the boxing away. This guy is boxing. Lomachenko. You you cracked it. He's completed the game. It's finished now. Let's go and do something else. What a performance. What a performance. I'll tell you about what a performance. Did you watch uh, Munguia? I told you, didn't I? You did. I did tell you. You did tell me. I only managed to come up with that because I saw it when we were doing last week's show. Mm-hmm. I didn't know too much about the kid. So I just went on, just YouTube loads of his fights. I've yep. a bit of a nosy. And I thought, his left hook's fucking outrageous. Yeah. And it's proper stings. And he's putting kids over for fun. So I thought, mm, all right. I'm going to take a punt here and see if we can uh, see if we can upset. Because I've watched Saddam Ali and yeah. I've just thought there's not much special. to him. Yeah, all right, he beat Miguel Cotto, but Miguel Cotto were out. Finished, He'd yeah. gone. So I took a little bit of a punt on it. Fuck me. It was like Saddam Ali had never watched him because exactly. I knew that his left up was killer. Yeah. How many times did he put him down? Four or five times? In four rounds, he knocked exactly. the fuck out of Literally. him, didn't he? Exactly. Whoa. I think I was running scared because I was a bit like, fuck. When you said it, I was like, oh, God, no, I don't want that to happen because Liam Smith will be a million miles away because mm. the rematch clause will kick in. The good thing is there ain't no fucking rematch clause mm. now. Kid put manners on him. Mm. Like, the Ali, there's no way he can go, oh, I need that rematch because it wasn't fair. It was fucking... The, the first time I woke up to it because I looked at Munguia because he got knocked back for Golovkin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, how the fuck can you knock back an undefeated kid with a shitload of knockouts? And then I had a little look at his highlights and was thinking, how can you not... Allow him to fight Golovkin. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can bring that, that Armenian kid who just got battered everywhere. He would give Golovkin a more of a fight than that other kid the other yeah, week. Yeah. So, 
But I was still, because I'd just seen a clip, I didn't realise how big he was. I, I must have seen him in with another big guy. Because mm. when I seen the photograph from big the weigh-ins, I was like, fucking hell. He's about four inches bigger than Ali. Yeah, man. So, listen, that, that guy, I'd say, hopefully now, because it was such a concise victory, such a big win, hopefully Liam, Liam Smith, Smith still gets the chance. No, he's still his mandatory. Well, that's what I mean. Hopefully that just passes over. I just thought because he came come in late notice, Ali would have just gone, hey, no, no, definitely need a rematch. Ain't no rematch happening there. Unfortunately, Liam Smith now going in with some big fucking Jarrett Haird motherfucker, you know, big well, tall dude. I was just about to bring that up, mate, right? Because we've been going crazy about the 154 pounders, haven't we? Yeah. I mean, there's some absolute beasts in there. Charlo, Haird, all these kids, right? You've got to stick him in there now, this lad, haven't you? Absolutely. You're going to put Munguia in there. He's putting people over. He's now the WBO world champion. Of course. Fuck me. Make, you know what? That's that this game's all about as well. Just getting in there and making a statement when the opportunity comes along. And is he the biggest Mexican? Like, where are we suddenly getting these big Mexican guys from that, as well? Meat, mate. That's me. <laughs> yeah. Canelo's fucking set up a bunch. Got the kid who's the super middleweight champion as well. That Ramirez or mm. whatever. Where, Benavidez where, is the biggest. Benavidez, isn't it? sorry. Yeah. Where are all these big fucking Mexicans coming from? Mm. It's crazy. But uh, the, the only thing is, I think now Liam Smith, instead of having to go to New York, is probably going to have to go into Mexico City Fuck now. Fuck you, he'll stay off the meat beef. <laughs> stay off, stay the, off the beef, yeah. <laughs> stay off the beef. Uh, good luck getting Huey to, uh, Fury a fight as well, by the way. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at, at the weekend, I thought he was brilliant. Sensation. A little bit cagey early doors, yeah. but absolutely brilliant. When he, sn- when he sniffed a little bit of blood, he absolutely took Sam Sexton out. Sensational, did, yeah. new British champion. And now... He is the manager challenger for the Commonwealth strap held by, you're right, it's Joe. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> it's Joe here. <laughs> All right, Joe. Um, I, I would love to see that fight. I can't see that fight happening, unfortunately. No. Um, although, you know what? Joe is pretty much like a free agent now because Haymaker Ring star. That's probably finished now. Um, so Joe's probably a free agent who could get, obviously, Huey's with... Um, I like the way you just poo poo the guy's business. Just because he's fucking finishes a box. I know, but I know David A's like. I've been around his, his promotional yeah. ideas for a long time, so I'd be surprised if that continues. Um, well, one of his fights, Mick that, that, got, Willie, that Willie Hutchins is actually signed to Frank now, and he's fighting this weekend at Ellen Road. Exactly. There you go. Um, uh, Mick Hennessy now has still got that Channel 5 deal, which, again, you, I watched that fight. Well, we watched it together, didn't we? And we were watching it going... The under the, the fight itself, the British title fight, no complaints whatsoever. Yeah. Undercard, absolute dog shit, absolute dog shit. Mm. And this is on Channel Five. This is on terrestrial TV. This is what we view- upset about. Did you see how many views it got? No, but a bit. Well, please tell me it was decent. One point five million. Mate. Fucking hell! I know. So one point five million people have tuned in to watch that, and you know what? The main event lived up to it. They just watched the main event. God, I hope so because the undercard was dog shit, and anyone watching that. <laughs> We were watching it in the studio together, weren't we? And we were like going, what the fuck is this? Exactly. You might as well stuck me on. White collar. It may as well have been. It's, it was a white collar show with a British title fight, legit British title yeah. fight on top. I just My concern is that people are getting sexy about boxing again in this country because it's boom time. And putting all sorts of shit And people on. who haven't got Sky Sports, haven't got that, are going, oh, fuck, terrestrial TV. I, you know, I'll have a little go of this boxing and everyone's raving about it. Let's have a look. And if they've looked at anything but the top of the bill, they've come away going, dog shit. Yeah. Why would he even want Sky? But Huey was brilliant. But Huey Fiori was sensational, yeah. I thought, for me, you say Sam Texton had success early on. I think Huey Fiori let him have success early on. He let him open up. Huey Fiori fights off the back foot anyway. He let Sam Sexton pour forward. We talked about it last week. This was a world title fight for Sam Sexton. This was all or anything. And I think Huey Fiori let him walk into one. And he was winging that big right hook. But when the, when, it, when the opportunity came, it was a straight right, right down the pipe. Yeah. That dumb Sexton in. And once, once he was gone... 
Uh, I like the fact that Huey stepped on him. And you know what? Huey Fury's stopping people. It's something new, but I like it. Mm. I want him to be aggressive like that. He's a baby. He's like 20 fucking two or 23. 23. I want to see him fight Pricey next. I think Price Fury for the British title would be a belter. That, on Channel 5, does over 2 million viewers. I think it'd be brilliant for boxing as well. And for both guys. Do it. Make it happen. Come on, fat Mick. Make it happen. (laughs) Make the call, lad. (laughs) Speaking, not fat Mick, skinny Mick. Mick Conlon was brilliant again. Yeah. Um, He's just... And, and he's getting better and better because he's with Adam Booth. You know what I think of Adam Booth? I think he, I think all of his fighters are absolutely tremendous. And he looked... To be fair, I only really was paying half attention to the fight of the weekend because yeah. I just got in from doing our radio show and I was sk- skivvying around the house to get everything, get me cans ready, get me peanuts ready, you know what I mean, for me Lomachenko loving. And, I, and, I, and what I was watching, I just thought, fucking hell, Mick Conlon. Let's speed him along, man. Let's, yeah. get, let's get him in with some proper Well, the good thing is, he's, he's already now. got a fight ready, hasn't he? He's mm. come back in Belfast. You know, mm. So they were talking about that at the weekend, saying maybe he needs to get the rounds in. I thought the guy... They'd matched him with the Spanish kid. Was decent. He was strong. He was a. He was you know. He was a quality journeyman that had obviously come, uh, and was capable of giving Mick, uh, Mick rounds. So, I was quite happy with the performance. I'm happy that he did eight rounds because you know what? There's plenty of knockovers coming for Michael Conlon because yeah. he's a quality kid. Uh, there's uh, obviously a lot going on this weekend in the world of boxing. Ellen Road is what we're going to get stuck into, and don't forget Adonis Stevenson is taking on Badu Jack oh, yeah. this weekend, uh, and all, all and uh, Gary Russell Jr. is. I say out of retirement. He's not out of retirement. He only fights once a fucking year. Same as Donnie Stevenson. It's a bit of a similar narrative with WBC champions over in the States. But hopefully that's about to change. We'll get to previewing all those fights in a minute because I want to talk about this $1 billion deal. Show me the money! We spoke to him at the weekend, Eddie Hearn. We had him on our radio show having a little bit of a chinwag about various things. And obviously the main thing was about this uh, TV deal that he's uh, set up with The Zone over in the United States. So he's matching USF, for, the, for those that don't know, have teamed up with uh, Perform Group. Uh, the platform's going to be The Zone. It's the biggest ever deal in boxing. $1 billion, 16 fights or, uh, per year over an eight-year period. Um, we've done a little bit of maths on that, and it's about £5.7 million with the exchange rate currently uh, per event. Um, UK fight fans, you're going to get those extra 16 fights as part of your Sky Sports subscription. If you're listening to this in the States, obviously you've got to be a subscriber to The Zone. It's a bit like Netflix, so you pay a monthly subscription. You get 16 US-based fights, but you also get the 16 fights that Sky Sports are showing uh, from uh, the UK. All right? So you get 32 fights in all, which is which to me sounds a fucking great deal. Mm-hmm. Um £5.7 million per event. If you're in the United States, if you're a fire in the States right now, nobody's getting... Is that the 16? That's the 16 extra events, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. £5.7 million just for per six, event. Just for the 16, right? Mm-hmm. In the States, the American-based ones. That's the budget, man. And if you look at some of the earning guys, what the guys are earning over in the States, the, some of the purses, you can count on one hand guys that are clearing a million to two million dollars. I was going to say, fight. yeah, no one's clearing five point seven. Ain't nobody's no cl- nobody's clearing money. big money like that. Mm-hmm. Now, the way that Eddie has, has worded this to us is that they're going to do four massive monsters, mm-hmm. and then a lot of other, and then twelve, 12 decent, ones. decent ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. To, just to whet the appetite. So your monsters, you're talking your AJs, your fucking Deontay Wilder, all yeah, the big yeah, boys, yeah. right? And whoever else he signs, because listen. I'd seen something at the weekend saying uh, we didn't get a chance to ask Eddie about it because Eddie said his phone is literally just fucking burning little, off the Because up. nobody's getting paid like that. The Charlo boys, sign them fuckers the, up. I've the, told you before, these two are taking over the sport. They are not getting paid nowhere anywhere near. near a million dollars a fight. Nope. Absolutely nope. nowhere near. If I were Charlo, I'd be like, Eddie, what's the crack here? Now, obviously, the way that America works, you do have promoters, for example, Bob Arum, uh, Oscar De La Hoya, 
But a lot of these guys are just on management deals with Al Heyman. Now, nobody ever sees Al Heyman. Mm. Now, he's been obviously um, well-renowned in the past for making sure that his fighters are paid okay. quite well. For example, yeah. Peter Quill in Kid Chocolate, big fan of his in the middleweight division. He was famously paid about $3 million not to fight. Yeah. So you know what I mean? The, Al Heyman's looking after guys here, there and everywhere with these hedge funds and what have you in order to make sure that they are getting weighed in. But you can't subsidise that forever unless they're on a pay-per-view platform. They're not yeah. on pay-per-view platform. The Zone's not going to be a pay-per-view platform. It's a subscription-only platform. Mm-hmm. But if they're saying, right, we got five, nearly six million quid Right, so the best part of eight million dollars per show. Yeah, fucking hell, the fight is going to be getting at least one and a half to two million. The main event, yeah. These lads aren't getting paid that. Yeah, exactly. Eddie Hearn is now the most powerful man in boxing, whether you like it or not. He is, mate. He yep. has got a war chest. He's going to war. He's taking over the gaff. It's crazy when you look at the mean average age of the rest of the promoters at the top of this sport as well. Yeah, you know, a lot of them are in the fucking eighties and shit. Yeah, They've yeah, been yeah. doing this a long time. And Eddie's just gone in there with his big floppy Essex cock and just slapped it on the table, hasn't he? He's literally just walked into a meeting and just gone, bang, look at that Essex love meat. This is my game <laughs> Suck now. on yeah, this. Literally, I'm taking over the game. And that's what he's fucking doing. Love him or loathe him. Listen, Eddie's the man. Eddie, Eddie Hearn is the man. And you know what? This, we've talked about it before. Dana White, Zufa Boxing coming in. The, state, the, the way boxing looks and feels at the moment is about to change yeah, dramatically yeah. on a something? world stage. I know that the 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 zone announcement was done early. Yeah. Right? And we didn't ask him this at the weekend, and I wish I would have done. Where, and he probably wouldn't have even given us an answer. It was done early, in my opinion, because noises in America is starting to grow even further now about Zuffer. Yeah. This, the, the Mikey Garcia thing's near enough done. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So I thought that Eddie's like, well, fuck it. Let's blow him out of the water. Let's course, get in let's there. Let's get this deal let's done Let's get in there early doors that, and announce it. I think the deal's been done for a bit. Yeah, me too. Like, yeah, let's yeah. get it announced. Because I think I think Eddie would have preferred to go, boom, AJ fights Wilder. It's on the zone. This is the deal. This is a billion. I think that was the plan originally. And blow everybody out the water. I think that go, was the original fucking plan. Fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. But I think you're right. I think Dana White and Zufa are about to go. Bang. That's Mikey Garcia. We are live. Zufa boxer. Mikey Garcia is our main event fighter. We've got a deal on such and such a TV channel or whatever it may be, mm. uh, and you know, a, a, a Amazon deal or whatever it's going to be. And this is us. And everyone goes, "Wow, we're going to boxing and chains." Then when Eddie comes in, it's a bit like, oh, you've got a subscription deal, What same with what Zufa Boxing's announced? Oh, that's original, Mr. Hearn. And I just think Eddie's thought, fuck you, you're not taking, you're not taking the, uh, the, the sparkle off me, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? So I think, I think you're right. I think that's why they've announced it now. Everybody knew he was doing it. Yeah. Everybody knew it was going to be a subscription or a streaming Well, we all just service. presumed it was going to be Amazon or an yeah, established yeah, one absolutely. already. Yeah, yeah. Nobody could have envisaged the money. No. A billion dollars. A billion dollars, dollars is crazy. That's, that's fucking one. crazy. Because I tell you now, Zufa Boxing ain't got no billion dollar deal to announce. I'm telling you now. But Eddie's got the fighters, you see. Eddie's got the golden ticket. UFC, the golden ticket is Conor McGregor if you go to a TV negotiating deal. In boxing these days, it's Anthony Joshua. Because he's not tarnished. He's not a drug cheat like Canelo or at the back end of his career. Mm. Joshua's got fucking 10 years at least at the top of this sport in his locker. Mm. Any TV company in the world can see that. But for this company to come out and do a billion dollar deal for boxing... If you don't think this is the golden age of boxing globally right now, then fucking go and get your head tested. A billion dollars. It's insane. It is insane. It is. Honestly, Eddie Hain could be the next fucking Bond villain. I envisage him <laughs> fucking sitting there on some volcanic island stroking a cat going, bring me Deontay Wilder. <laughs> He's a Bond villain, man. I love it. Um, other news from the World of Boxing this week. World Boxing Super Series. 
we'll do positives first, right? Yep. So they've announced that they're going to do three weight categories. We know what they are. Light, heavy, super light, well, and bantamweight. We were, we obviously, we were speaking to Cali at the weekend, weren't we? And we said this to him live on air. And uh, he was like, all right, do you want to bet? And that, we, we kind of skated over it, but I was thinking, ooh, little bastard, what's he got up his sleeve here? He's doing it. We're pretty convinced, but obviously Bantam's been announced. We're pretty convinced super lightweight is definitely going to be in there. Light heavies, see, I was looking at the light heavies and I was like, good luck choosing for standout light heavies. But then again, you could argue last year, mm. a lot of fans wouldn't have known who the, the four best cruiserweights on the planet were. So it, it still makes sense to do light heavies and super lightweights as well as the Bantams. Mm. But the fact that he's teased us like that makes me think, hmm. Because if Zufa Boxing are about to sign Mikey Garcia, doesn't that kind of spoil a super lightweight announcement? Doesn't that kind of take a bit of... Because they, they're not going to go, oh, we've signed Mikey Garcia, this is our TV deal, and once he's finished at World Boxing Super Series, we're going to have him. That that wouldn't make... So to have the super lightweights without a Mikey Garcia, who's the marquee name in that weight class, I think they might be changing. I think they might be rocking on super lightweights. I think that might change. Okay. Just a bit of pure, that's pure speculation. Well, anyway, obviously. they've announced bantamweights yeah. and they've signed three world champions. Absolutely sensational. Ryan Burnett, uh, Zelani Tetia and Emmanuel Rodriguez, who we went crazy for last week after he beat Paul Butler. Um, they've already done a deal in principle with uh, Inoue, the, ja- yep. the Japanese guy who's stepping up in weight to fight uh, Jamie McDonnell. He's obviously got to come through the Jamie McDonnell fight to find himself in the World Boxing Super Series. But Callis said at the weekend that he's not going to rule out sticking both of them in. Yeah. Because if well, I've Jamie spoken wins, to, I've Jamie's spoke to Jamie. I spoke to Jamie a few weeks ago and he said, yeah, we're in, we're in communication with World Boxing Super Series. I know all about it. Uh, and he said, I've just got to, I basically said to them, I'm in, but I'm coming through this first. Because Jamie realises and Dave Caldwell realises that they go to Japan and beat a new way. They are only going number into one. World Boxing Super Series if they're number one. And if they get if they get the priority money, which is kind of what George Grove's got this year in a super middleweight tournament, it's like it's a big pot of money for everybody, but they're not all getting paid exactly no, the no, same. No. The, you know, the, if you're ranked number one, you get more money than everybody else in the early rounds and everything else. So, uh, Dave called uh, Jamie McDonald said to me, "I'm in it. I've told them I'm game on." But we've, there's a contract negotiation to be discussed first. Mm. But obviously, he's got to beat a new way first. Well, just on that seeing as that you brought Groves into it, because this is the negative, all right? So yep. season one is not yet completed. It was supposed to be uh, the Cruiserweight final at the weekend just gone over in uh, Doha. Yeah. Uh, but obviously Usyk's injured, so therefore it's been pushed back. We're hearing that that might be um, August. Russia's been talked about. Middle East has been talked about. We're going to find out in the next 10 days, because like you say, we spoke to Caller at the weekend, and that's what he said. Yeah. Part of that conversation was obviously about the George Groves situation. George is out injured at this moment in time. Well, he's back training, but he obviously injured himself in the Eubank Junior semi-final. He's had surgery on that dislocated shoulder. When can he be back? Now, the rumours out of his camp is that he can be back for the start of August. Which is about 10 weeks away. He can be back for the start of August. Now, the super middleweight final, according to Kala at the weekend, can't happen in August. It can't happen in August. So the very latest, in his words, that it can happen is second week of July. Yeah, that's where he's at at this moment in time. And obviously, we were asking him ins and outs. There's a little video on our uh, website if you want to go and have so a little bit of a look weeks. at our YouTube. Eight weeks away. The whole conversation's on our YouTube now. If you want to go and have a bit of a watch of it, all right. So it's Fight Disciples on YouTube. Go and have a little bit of a nosy. But we were asking him loads of questions. What's the crack with that? Why? Why is that the situation? It's because we've got sponsors and we've got contracts or obligations. All the fighters knew that it had to be finished by this time. Yep. If injuries happened, da 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 da, and all this type of stuff. I said, okay, fine. You can't legislate for injuries so if injuries happen therefore you've got to have a suitable replacement so then we started picking him about you can't have 
a guy that has been beaten in the semi-final, yep. thrown back into the final without a world title on the line to... Ruins the whole tournament. To be the conclusion of your tournament. Mm-hmm. And he's like going, yeah, but he's got a narrative in the tournament. And I said, yeah, well, that, that's all right. And I know that these guys are getting paid extremely well, as you just alluded to there. <clears throat> but the whole point for some of these lads going into this was for the Cruiserweights to become the undisputed Cruiserweight champion of the world. That's the thing that dangled in front of them. Yeah, they were getting paid well, but they wanted to be the number one in the division. Yeah. And for the super middleweights, they wanted, champion. They wanted to become world it champion. It was Groves' belt, basically. They, they ju- they it was only all had, about Groves' belt. They only had one belt in there. Now, if you take that one belt out of it, what was the whole point? Yeah, yeah. all right, they've got life-changing money and they're going to live well and all that type of stuff. But, for, for example, for Callum Smith, he's been waiting three years for a world title shot. He signed up for this tournament because he was guaranteed a world title fight. He was guaranteed three fights in six months, and at the end of it would be a world title fight, which he's been waiting for for so long. Mm. And now you, you can see what's going to happen. He they're going to bring Eubank in, and they're going to fucking throw the IBO belt in, mm. which is vacant now because George Goes refused to pay the sanctioning fee when and, he beat Eubank and Jr. You know, and you know who the number one and number two are in the IBO ranking system at the moment? Callum Smith and Chris Eubank Jr. Fuck's sake. There you go. So there you go. So it's done then, isn't it? Yeah, but, I mean, if you want to watch that video, you're more than welcome to do so because we, we obviously said, what about DeGale? Yeah. Gale's obviously on a medical ban till the 23rd of May because yeah. of that cut that he got in his last fight against Caleb Truex, but he's the IBF champion. Yeah. You're telling me, I know that there's a shitload of money here, right? So I don't mind fucking saying, George Grove's getting weighed in about 5 million quid for this whole tournament, right? Yeah. So if he doesn't make the final, I'm sure he's not getting his full, course not. full crack. Even though he's injured, he won't be getting his full crack. So there'll be well, money left over... There'll probably be a court case, won't there? Because Groves will be like, you're, you know, you're stopping the tournament before I can be fit. I'm telling you, I'll be available in August. Mm. The, I need a legal reason why you're taking that paycheck away from me. It's going to get ugly. It's going to get fucking ugly, I'm telling you. Well, if there's, there is, well, if he doesn't make it, I'm assuming that there would be his some of his money lying around. You're telling me you can't go and throw one and a half million, two million quid at James DeGale? Of course. And he's not going to take the fight? Of course he's going to take the fight. But then when Chris Eubank Jr. signed up to it, wasn't he... Isn't he contractually obliged as the losing semi-finalist to be the stepping guy if the finalist, for whatever Probably. reason, can't make it? Probably. Maybe that's a problem as well. And the other issue and I've to got be with fair, is- They are doing that in the cruiserweights. The cruiserweight, um, is it Gassiev that they've got? So Gassiev and Usyk are the final. Mm-hmm. Bredis yeah, yeah. is he's the, the stepping reserve. guy. So he's the stepping he's, guy. He's, he's, he's on the same card, isn't he? He's yeah. fighting on the same So card. he's training at the moment just in case one of them doesn't make way yeah, or yeah. they're out injured or whatever it may be. So and that would be brilliant, the by the way, because this semi-final was brilliant anyway. But, but he's a former legit world champion. That's what I mean, yeah, exactly. Whereas Eubank Jr. was completely exposed mm. by George Groves. It's mm. not like it was a close fight. He was completely exposed. And then the other issue I've got is, if he, let's say what plays out plays out and Callum Smith beats Eubank middle of June in Manchester or wherever, becomes the IBO world champion, then... And World Boxing Super Series say, okay, well, season two starts now. Thanks, boys. Then someone like Eddie Hearn or, or Frank Warren goes, oh, probably Eddie Hearn because it'll be Callum Smith, goes, okay, I'll do the proper World Boxing Super Series final now. George Groves, when you're fit, you're fighting Callum Smith in November. And all fans will go, okay, well, that's the real final now. And World Boxing Super Series miss out on their final because mm. someone else puts it on and makes money from it. Okay, it won't be the same kind of paycheck for the fighters, more than, more than likely. But then again, if Eddie throws it on live in the US, maybe it is. Is there that? I mean, I'd, like I said, I don't know what contracts they've signed with TV companies and sponsors and all this type of stuff. But is it that big of a deal for him to sit with these people and say, listen, this is the fight that has to happen. Got to. This has to happen. Yeah. This guy has to be in it. This guy has to be in it. Absolutely. This guy's injured. He ain't going to be ready till August, September. Now, yeah. okay, season two will have started. Doesn't fucking matter. 
Doesn't it matter? It doesn't fans. It does not matter. No, I get. I get why they're trying to do it because it's 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 sexy and romantic to go bomb a tournament inside six months, put a big bow on it, and go. There's the best cruise. Mate, but this isn't football. But he can't do it. Any exactly shit happens. This is full of politics, mate. Shit happens all the time. Fights don't. Fights don't get made. From a fan's perspective, we won't be upset. I won't be upset if Cali goes. Listen, boys. What we're going to do is we're going to do George Groves versus Eubank to keep him in shape. We're going to do that fight, in my, but it's not for the World Box Super Series. It's for the IBO belt, and we're going to do it. Or, you know, Eddie can go and do it or whatever, because we're going to knock back the World Box and Super Series Super Middleweight for, Tournament Final until end of August, early September. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Do it then. And you know what? Do it then. And Chief Support could be the opening round of the Bantamweights. Stick the fucking opening round of the Bantamweights as Chief Support on it. It won't take anything away. From fans, we'll still be like, sound, great, we got a tournament winner and we got a world champion at the end of it. Mm. To do anything but that, just take something away from what has been a fucking amazing tournament. That's the best idea that I think you've ever come up with. Huh? Thank you. So you could do... Um... The opening round of the Bantamweight as chief support to George Groves versus Callum Smith. What a night that'd be. Fucking tremendous. There you go. There's pay-per-view, baby. That's a massive show. Mm not gonna happen though is it mate it's unfortunately not, not i apologize because we did tell you this last week that it will be uh eubank jr can i just point out as well i love the fact that when we uh put tweets out we're saying going to make a prediction when we say that just take it as gospel that it's happening <laughs> yeah. it's just our way of putting something covering on there, ourselves covering ourselves <laughs> so <laughs> someone goes i fucking told you that in secrecy yeah, yeah, you yeah. go oh yeah yeah, yeah but yeah it's just a rumor i yeah, just put yeah. it out as a rumor i also love all these other media outlets that then jump on the back of it and then claim that shit as their own stuff yeah crack on yeah, crack right. on or whatever right but when when you see a tweet from the at fight disciples that says gonna make a prediction now yeah. <laughs> That's basically us just going. Or here's a whisper. We we know what's going on, <laughs> yeah. but we're not allowed to say just yet. Yeah, but absolutely. we don't give a fuck, so just have it. Yeah. All right. So just take it as gospel when we put something out there. All right. So it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna be happening. Uh, by the way, Rigon Dad was invited into the World Boxing Super Series bantamweight. Yeah, I know, and you've had a pop at him here. Yeah, I have had a pop at him. Listen, fucking little shit house. This fuck's sake. Rigondo is about sixty-two by now. Don't give a fuck how old he is. And get in there, you pussy. What's up with you? He hasn't made bantamweight in about thirty years. Yeah. He, he physically yeah. couldn't have made bantamweight. He couldn't have made bantamweight. Hang on a minute, mate. He's he's gone on his doctor's advice. He's not going into the World Boxing Super Series bantamweights because it's too much weight to cut, mate. Yeah. The competition will get going till September. How much fucking weight have I you know, got to cut? But he's about 40. I don't give a shit. Mate, I'm trying to Chop go, a I, leg off. I get got, in there. What's the matter with you, man? I'm going on all day in June. No mass. No mass. I've been trying to get under 200 pounds for the last fucking yeah. three months, and yeah. I can't get anywhere near it. Listen, it, once you go over that 40 spectrum, and I'm speculating he is 40 now, but he's certainly not fucking far off it, Rigondo. Mate, it doesn't come off like it used to. It used mm. to fall off me, I'm telling you. Mm. The weight doesn't come off. And if he's been to see a doctor and the doctor says you can't make bantam weight, I'll to... give him the benefit Fuck of the off. doubt. Fuck off, he ain't been to see a doctor. He's gone, I've just got twatted off Lomachenko. I ain't going in there with Tete. I ain't going yeah. in there with Rodriguez. Rodriguez Fuck or Ryan shit. Burnett. He ain't going in with any of them. Fuck yeah. that shit. Absolutely. Give me a nice little gimme. Give me, give me a nice little paper title. Here, check, uh, check in this about paper I like the way you said, by the way, Inoue and McDonald, he both could go in. Yeah. Because I guarantee, even if he gets knocked out, I guarantee Inoue will be in the Bantamweight tournament. Yeah. I guarantee Yeah, because they need it for the, they, the Japanese TV deal. Right, yeah, are you ready for this? Yeah. For shit titles. The WBA have outdone themselves here, mate. I've just made a note on this. So. Don't tell me they've added more fucking belts. Mate, this is gold. They've got four champions at Cruiserweight. Four. Are you ready? Yeah. WBA. So they've got 
uh, who've we got? We've got Gassiev, who's currently the champ. He's in the World Boxing Super Series. So final. he's WBA Super World Champion. Well done. Okay. You ready for this? Yeah. Obviously, they've got Denis Lebedev, who's champion in recess. Of course. Right? Yeah. Um, they've got a geezer by the name of Gulamarian, mm-hmm. who is the interim champion. Okay. And they've just sanctioned Shumanov and uh, Ayunkaya for the regular title. Fuck's sake. Four champs. Four WBA Cruiserweight champions. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh my God. Thanks, boys. Nice one, WBA. Well played. There you go, lads. Well played. You're turning into the IBO. Yeah, well played for fucking making. And do you know what? On the subject of people fucking this sport up, by the way, I just want to say congratulations and round of applause for Ring Magazine. Everybody at oh, Ring Magazine, goes, Doug I, Fisher, I the editor, no, whatever. Me, don't slag him off. He's me mate. I don't give a fuck. He's a tosser. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Doug, I love you still, mate. I'll tell you why. Ring Magazine. In fact, it was Doug Fisher who wrote the fucking oh, piece as well. Oh, don't do this to me now. Doug wrote fucking, the piece. Mate, he listens to the show. He's it, never going to... Oh, fucking hell. Go he on. wrote the piece basically exonerating Canelo and saying, oh, no, coming to the defence of Canelo and the uh, Nevada State Athletic Commission and basically backing their decision to fucking let him off with a slap on the wrist and saying, you know, it's completely taken out of context and his, and, his, and, the, and the hair follicles and the clam. Fuck you, Doug Fisher. Fuck you and Ring Magazine. Stick it up your arse. Any kind of fucking respect they had left in the sport after they were bought out by Golden Boy, by the way, which completely fucked them anyway. Mm. But any respect they had left for me now is dead and buried. Mate. They are part of the problem. Mate. That is not the problem. The, the media has a fucking no. job to play in the sport. Yes. Got- to defend the sport in- and to keep it as clean as possible. Say- defend the calm, fighters. Calm down. Right. Independent media. Pissed off. Independent media. Right. Yeah, they're not, well, they're not independent media. No, they're they? not independent they're media. They're fucking PR company then. Listen. Doug Fisher's got his hands tied behind his back, hasn't he? Because at the end of the day, Oscar De La Hoya is his fucking boss. So Oscar's they, gone, this is the piece and this is what I, you're going to write. Know, Fuck yeah. journalistic integrity. Right, that's it. That's exactly what's happened. I, I know full well. Shame right, on that, you, Doug Fisher. Listen, for years, the Ring magazine has been the Bible of boxing. Of course it has. Until Golden Boy bought it a few but years Oscar ago. Oscar fucking bought it. So yeah. it's his own PR fucking shit that he's pouting. Yeah. By the way, how funny... If you, want, if you want real boxing news, by the way, anyway, buy fucking boxing news. Buy boxing news. Or, follow boxing news. Just that's w- proper journalism, not bullshit from Ring Magazine. That's it. I'm not going to say no more on the subject. I won't give them any more publicity. But fuck you, Ring Magazine. All right. Okay. How funny was it, by the way, when Oscar got out of his seat? And was like celebrating like Lenares yeah. had just yeah. fucking brought a spoon to the party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Lenares had just pulled out a fucking 20 bag and a big wooden spoon. That's it. Oscar's like, yeah, let's That's get it. it on. Get the fucking whiskey out. Here we go. <laughs> my boy's done it. He did, yeah. As soon as he jumped out his seat, I thought, that's the first thing I was thinking in my head. That's gonna, one, that's going to be a brilliant meme. If he pulls this off and ends up winning this fight, which he obviously didn't, yeah. then the memes of Oscar De La Hoya getting his uh, kitchen implements out once again. Top class. Anyway, little bit giddy. Sit down. Yeah, Sit exactly, down, yeah. Oscar Don't lad. Away, son. Sit the fuck down. <laughs> uh, Kovalev and uh, Elida Alvarez has been uh, confirmed. August, first week of August. That's another thing that you can throw into that light heavyweight conversation that you're having a little bit before. If they're already making fights um, for Kovalev's world title, um, will he be going into uh, the World Boxing Super Series? It does look uh, highly likely. He's got to, though, hasn't he? Yeah, yes. He He's got to, you know, and the winner of Stevenson, Badu Jack, that's got to, you know, they, they, well, both those guys have probably got to go into it as well. Mm. Um, Bivol, of course, goes in there. It's The light heavyweight is so is so sexy. Mm. It's just a shame all them guys are going at it. 
do you know what would be fucking amazing? And it won't happen because I've talked about Frank and nurturing this kid anyway, but if Anthony Yard went in it, that would be fucking tremendous. Go and have a crack, son. Listen, it's too much, it's too soon, it won't happen. But it would be a statement if he just went, you know what? Fuck it. I'm fucking going in. That would be incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Mm. Too much too soon, it won't happen, but it'd be amazing if he did. And Boatsy. You know what? I think Boatsy probably would, would be up for it. Absolutely be up for it. But uh, and what about Callum Johnson taking that fight as well? We're better be it. Off his tits, isn't he? Full respect. At no, the end of the day, mate, respect. you can't fucking knock Callum Johnson for, for taking for it, mate. Power, exactly, it? yeah. Just go for it. Ooh. Go for it, but... It's a tough one, that. Yeah, it is. Uh, right, this week, all eyes on Ellen Road Stadium fights. We are blessed in this country at this moment in time because the stadium fights are coming thick and fast. Uh, the Leeds United faithful will be following their own in Josh Warrington against the man that they call um, the Welsh Mayweather. Lee Selby defending his IBF uh, featherweight crown this weekend in front of uh, the, that football stadium in, uh, in Yorkshire. Um, and the winner, because we had Jamie Moore, let's be straight, on our show at the weekend. Um... The winner has Frampton in waiting. Let's, I think that's that, that's how this is going to go down, especially if it's Selby. So if Selby does the business this weekend, yeah. um, expect some type of announcement for Windsor Park, which is already announced. Frampton is fighting at Windsor Park in August. Yeah. Uh, expect the announcement to be Lee Selby off the back of that. Maybe. I, I think there's still an element of, of, of potentially Vargas or someone getting that fight. Valdez. Valdez, sorry, getting that fight. But, uh, but I'm, I think I'm only saying that because a, of injury. Yeah, I'm only saying I, I that because Valdez is I out injured. I think injured. it's down to a big performance. I think we need a big performance from Selby or Warrington this weekend. And you know what? I think this could be fucking fight of the year. I think this could be insane. I think Selby on paper is a much better fighter than Warrington. Yet neither of these guys are necessarily big punchers, even though Warrington's starting to put people away now. Mm. Neither of the guys have got great knockout records. Um, but I just think Warrington... You know, I was getting excited about this at the weekend and I compared it to Ricky Hatton fighting Costa 2 at the MEN and how he just fucking raised his game massively. Warrington's going to walk out in front of this Ellen Road crowd. It'd be like Bellew walking out at Goodison Park. He'll mm. just feel fucking indestructible. Mm. And if he can keep his head on the game, you know, Selby will be do. chasing shadows. No, he won't be. Um, this, is, this is how I think it's going to go down. What you just witnessed at the weekend, Lomachenko off the deck to win. Yeah. You're going to see it again with Lee Selby. You think Selby will get put Selby down? Selby will get put down. He'll get caught because Warrington is ferocious. Yeah. I, I, when I say ferocious, I don't mean as in a ferocious puncher. Mean I mean busy. aggressive, busy, yeah. front foot, not going to let you off the hook. You're going to have to work for fucking 36 minutes, yeah. right? That's what you're going to have to do. And at some point, I think he'll catch him. Lee's been put down before. We saw yeah. that. We've seen that before. I think he'll get put down. It'll wake him up and then he'll put on a clinic. Yeah. I feel like for me, Lee Selby has been potentially on his day the best featherweight on the planet. Over the last few years, he's just never had the fight. He's never had the opportunity to show it. I think it's now or never for him. This is it. Mm. I think he's coming off the worst 18 months of his career. I think he needs to turn up this Saturday against Josh Warrington. He needs to be on his A game, otherwise Josh Warrington will win the fight. Mm. But Lee Selby on his A game beats Josh Warrington every day of the week, twice on Sundays, for me. Um, but if he doesn't, if he's anywhere shy of his A game... I think Warrington, the crowd, oh, everyone be behind him. If you're going this weekend, man, oh, you it's are going to be brilliant. It's going to be absolutely brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And um, I w- you know, I would 100 percent be going if it wasn't for the fact that we're going to pick up awards ourselves in London. So, um, it's it's going to be a cracker. It's going to be an absolute belter. Mm. Don't forget, last time we picked up an award at the British Podcast Awards, it was the same night 
AJ beat Klitschko in a stadium fight and it was one of the fights of the year. I'm predicting the same thing here. Although if the same thing happens, you could probably argue that Warrington wins then, the underdog will win then, but they'll both get up off the floor a couple of times and it'll be an absolute oh, dinger. Superb, man. That's, that's what I'm going to go for. I'm going for that then. I'm going for history to repeat itself. Deck. I'm going for us to go to London, become best sports show at the British Podcast Awards again, and I think Warrington will follow in the footsteps of AJ. Both of them, you know, him and Selby will be on the floor, but Warrington will get up off the floor and win later on. Mm. Uh, some nice names on the undercard. I wouldn't say there's any competitive fights really on the undercard, but there's some nice names on there. Jack Catterall obviously is on there. O'Hara Davis is making yeah. his uh, Frank Warren debut. He's Nicola on there. Adams as well. Nicola Adams is having a little knock as well. I mentioned Do you have a 10-rounder, I think, Nicola Adams. Yeah. Is that a, I don't know whether that's a title fight or a world title eliminator or something, but Again, that'll be fucking amazing. When was the last time Nicola Adams fought in fought in Leeds? Mm. Well, a debut. She made. Oh, debut she had an arena there. Sorry, yeah, Leeds we're Arena. Talk, we're talking the fucking big bad boy, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Donny Stevenson in the early hours of the morning fights at last against uh, Badu Jack. I was looking through his record, and to be fair, I could probably bring Gary Russell into this as well because Gary Russell Jr. is fighting Joseph Diaz for his WBC uh, featherweight title. Seems that we're talking featherweights. It's an absolute farce. These WBC uh, champions, stateside, I know Donny Stevenson's uh, Canadian, um, but these guys over the, over the pond, WBC champions, they, they only fight once a year, yeah. and a lot of them in nothing fights. Don't get me wrong, these are, these are fights, these are proper fights. Donny Stevenson, Badu Jack, Gary Russell Jr. against jo- uh, Joseph Diaz are proper knocks. Joseph Diaz undefeated, knocks kids out for fun. But I fully anticipate the belts. I hope they don't, actually, but I anticipate the belts to stay exactly where they are. Um, but I think Badu Jack will give Adonis Stevenson a proper run. And I really hope that he is rusty. Mm. I hope that Badu Jack can step up to the weight and become the WBC light heavyweight champion of the world. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think it's a. Because Adonis Stevenson pisses me off. Yeah, me too. Fight. Exactly. Me too. And um, I think it will be an absolute cracker. Stevenson Jack, especially, I think, has got all the hallmarks to be an absolute belter. Uh, another one where both of them are climbing up off the floor and everything else. I know Stevenson. Is a frightening puncher, but I think Baddy Jack's very undervalued champion. I think he was killing himself when he fought James DeGale. He proved against Nathan Cleverly that he's absolutely world class. What happened to that WBA belt anyway? Why, why did fucking Baddy Jack get stripped of that? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, another WBA weird thing, but obviously this is for the WBC anyway. It's for the green and gold. doesn't get any better than that. I think it's massive. I think the fact that it's in Canada will massively favour Adonis Stevenson. But let's face it, he doesn't fight outside of fucking Canada. He doesn't fight. He only fights once every summer. Mm. Uh, I think the Stevenson line potentially to move up to Cruiserweight and fight Tony Bell, you could get a little bit of air in this weekend because I think Stevenson would fancy going over there again. They're all chasing that Tony money. I'm telling you, of course they are. They're yeah. all chasing that Tony money. Of course, but it wouldn't surprise me if Stevenson done a number on Badu Jack and got on a mic and called out Bell, up at Cruiserweight. Definitely. Mm. Uh, Gary Russell Jr., I think he's brilliant. I really do. Every time I get to watch him fight, which is very rare. He's like the forgotten man of that weight division. Yeah, we get excited about that weight division all the time and we often forget to mention Gary Russell Jr. Yeah. But he is fucking brilliant. No, he is. He's absolutely tremendous, but he just doesn't fight enough. And hopefully, someone like him, someone like Stevenson, might benefit from this uh, Eddie Hearn $1 billion deal where he signs him up and says, right, you can have a piece of the pie, but you're fucking fighting two to three times a year at least. Yeah. Come and have it. Where are these these two shows? They're both on Showtime, aren't they? Uh, are they both getting shown on Showtime? Are they going from one and then the other or something? I don't know. What They're the both American Showtime bro- fighters, I think. I don't know what the American broadcast is, but they're yeah. definitely uh, on here in the UK. Gary Russell Jr. Uh, Joseph Diaz, don't sleep on him, by the way, because no, he's undefeated not. and he can whack. So, you know what I mean? He only takes one shot to start changing fights, man. But I fully anticipate that Gary Russell Jr. will do the business in that particular fight. Um because the level of opponent that Joseph Diaz has come up against previously isn't yeah, at this level. It's a massive yeah. step up for him. Yeah. Um, 
But Adonis Stevenson, Barry Jack, could be absolute flames. We could be in for a treat this weekend, man. Absolutely. I think Cra- a cracker stateside and a cracker with Selby Warrington. Exactly. Two crackers stateside and a cracker with Selby Warrington. I still believe, though, well, I'm hoping Selby Warrington is the one that catches fire. Mm. Uh, there you go. Thank you so much uh, for listening to us uh, today. We'll be back next week to review all those and obviously build up um, towards, well, in the world of UFC, we're getting quite excited because there is a certain uh, scouser that's uh, doing these business. And I fully encourage you to start listening to our uh, UFC podcast, which is also available on our website, fightdisciples.com. You can get your Android feed there. You can get us on iTunes as well. Please get on there. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier on in this podcast, we're all over YouTube at this moment. Some interviews have gone up there from the Someone's weekend. Someone's got a new camera. Got myself a new, got myself some new <laughs> editing software, Anna. So I'm having a right bit of, bit of a crack. Uh, so get yourself on there and have a little bit of a nosy around. Uh, at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And you can get us now on YouTube. Go and have a little bit of a nosy. I'm, I'm going home to watch Linares Lomachenko again. I'm going to go on for another one. Pugilistic poetry, man. I'm going to go and knock one out with Big Sam. You, you need to change them fucking pants. Stains everywhere. Anyway. <laughs> Catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.